As I began this morning and uh, realized real quickly there was no way that I would get through, I uh, had uh, 15, over 15 pages of uh, notes and uh, around 15 pages of notes and I was like there is no way that I will finish this this morning. And uh, so tonight we'll di- dig back in, dive back in, whatever you want to call that, uh, uh, with this morning's message and uh, we still believe and um, obviously, there have been celebrations all around the nation, even probably the world, uh, and, and, and people want to deem this Pentecost Sunday, but the fact of the matter is that every day should be a Pentecost day, uh, because Pentecost has come, it's still here, it's still, it's still, it's still moving, still operative, and um, so I know, I understand what we're doing, I got all that, but it should be every day in our lives, and uh, so... This morning we talked about humility, we talked about submission, we talked about uh, submitting our will to the Father's will, we talked about how, how Christ had to do so, um, how he had to humble himself, even the temptation that came in the wilderness, that it was refuted with the word because the word is the authority that we live by, that is the standard that is, is set before us, and uh, that humility came and then his, the ministry of Christ. And a lot of times we want to talk about Pentecost, Pentecostal church. Yes, we're a Pentecostal church. But we want to talk about the, the, we say the power. There is power, and the power comes from the Holy Spirit. But we equate Pentecost to a shout or noise, and it's so much more than that. And I, I will still share in Cornell's saying that you buy the shoe for more than the tongue. You don't buy the shoe for the tongue. You, you buy it for much more than that. And uh, so I'm telling you to, tonight that, we will dive into the power part of we still believe, we still believe in the, the Word of God, that the gifts of the Spirit are available, that the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you should desire that it is real, it's not fake, it's not uh, uh, chaotic, it's none of that. But I want to ask the question tonight, and I pose to you who watch or will watch, um, why do we or should we desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why should that be in our, why should we desire, as believers, why should we desire that? And a lot of Pentecostal folks can't even tell you why, because they don't know. They have no clue. They, they don't, they don't, maybe, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But it's so much more than just tongues. Hear me clearly. So much more than just tongues. So, <coughs> After the humility came the ministry of Christ. So we come into the power part. The power part of the, the, the uh, ministry, the power part of, of the uh, working and operating and moving of the Holy Spirit. And I meant to bring a fan in here and I, I totally forgot. But anyway, you can have the functioning fan and uh, the Vornado. As I, I, I just like to, we have a, oh, we do have a fan, so. Just hold on a moment, and uh, Dennis had the, that's plugged way over here, ain't it? Yeah, I'm probably not going to climb over all that stuff, because I'll knock it all down. But anyway, the fan's over there, the fan's operative, the fan's functioning, and I can turn that fan on all day long, and it, can, it will do absolutely nothing until it's plugged into the power source. So we as believers, we have the power that dwells within us, the baptism or the Holy Spirit that is the power. So in Acts 1 and verse 4, I mentioned this this morning, 
uh, the disciples were told to wait for the promise of the Father. And being assembled together with them, commanded this is Christ, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. The Comforter. Christ would ascend, the, the Comforter would descend, He would send the Holy Spirit to be a Comforter, to be the Advocate, to, to address man, the heart of man. So it takes humility to wait. Why? Because when you're told to wait, it means that something's coming that you can't or, or, or that you don't have or that you cannot produce. When I was told to wait, when I was, even still now, Dennis was talking about it earlier when, when Summer was uh, in, in labor, we were at the hospital, waiting is just, that's like torture for me. And uh, I was, and, the, and they thought I was nervous because I was pacing around. I was like, that's just me. I can't, sitting still and me just don't go together. I'm still when I'm asleep. Other than that, I move it. Even when I'm sitting down, I got to bounce my legs. I got to move. It's just me. But when waiting, we wait on what? We wait on a promise of the Father. We wait on something that we can't produce. And that's, that's, sometimes it's frustrating. We wait on the promise of the Father, even the promise that He's given you personally, or maybe, maybe a desire that He's birthed in your spirit, and you wonder when it will happen. I, 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 um, the, the, obviously, the warmer weather is among us. And I told Tammy, I said, welcome to the season of, of dead grass and dust. And uh, that, that's, that's pretty much what we're going to have for the next few months after, after it warms up. But I began to think about, and I mentioned the hope uh, before, but I will mention it again. I'll just throw it out there. I desire on a Friday night at some points in time to have out in this field, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, Friday night fire or whatever you want to call it, just a night of worship out in the field and, and, and have the trailer set up and the, and the lights on. And I imagine those Edison lights draped around, and I know what I picture, but I don't you know how that happens. I don't know, but... Uh, it's possible. But I, why, do, why do I want to do that? Why do we want to do that outside the wall? Because the gospel is not to be contained within these walls. And I don't care who sees us worshiping. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the power of, of, and the life-changing power of Christ. You never know. Somebody might be riding down the road and they might hear that and they just whip right on in here. And I don't know if you remember last year when we were having services outside, a lady come running. She couldn't even get in her car. She had to run from the park to here. And Summer met her, and they prayed, and it was just a beautiful moment. But the power, the power comes through the Holy Spirit. So we wait on that. He told them to wait. In Luke 24, verse 49, we're told what they were waiting on. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. There is, a, uh, there is a necessity in the believer's life for the operating of the Holy Spirit. Hear me clearly. This, it doesn't matter what you call, it. don't matter if you're non-denominational, uh, Pentecostal, or, or, or the frozen chosen. It don't make no difference. The necessity for the power of the Holy Spirit is, is for every single believer because without Him, you're not going to want to do the will of the Father. You're not going to want to share the gospel because you won't. In fact, without the drawing power and convicting power of the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't have even come to salvation. You wouldn't. The natural heart of man has no desire for the things of God because the sin nature is in man. It comes from the fall of man. And, and we could spend all day here, but we don't have time. But 
They endued with power from on high. So I want to be clear. Again, at the moment of salvation, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. At the moment of salvation. We're, we're not talking about the gifts of the Spirit. We're not talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. Because you cannot separate the triune God. You cannot separate God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. They are three in one. You can't separate them. So when one comes, they all come. The power, the operating, the Holy Spirit is there. This is why we are told to, to be fishers, or He will make us become fishers of men. But what the church has done is they have taken on, tried to take on the role of the Holy Spirit and clean the fish, and, and, and that just don't work. We let the Holy Spirit take care. We let the Holy Spirit address the issues in people's life. We, we preach the gospel. We preach the word. And the word will not, the word tells us, it will not return void. So we let the Holy Spirit do what only he can do. So Jesus said in John 6 and verse 44 that no man, hear me, no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. Again, it's the Holy Spirit that draws men to Christ, that draws women to Christ. So why is it important that we believers, that we function in the ministerial duties that he's called us to. I'm not saying that you're going to stand behind this pulpit, but I am saying that you have an obligation and a privilege to be a part of the ministry, to be a part of, of, of we, we use the terminology today, kingdom business. We were selling kingdom corn and, and uh, uh, kingdom melons and all. But we, we have a responsibility as believers. So why? So that the Holy Spirit can use you and He can function through you. Listen, the Holy Spirit can do as He desires, but here's how beautiful and how glorious and gracious God Almighty is. He chooses to use you to operate through. Why? I have no idea. And I don't even... I think of this all the time. Why? Lord, why me? What, I mean, why? Because that's just how good he is. Without the drawing, again, which comes from the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't come to Christ. We become so high and mighty that we think that I will be used to draw people, not I, but Christ in me will draw people. It's not us. Summer caught a lot of flack at a, at a women's conference she was preaching in. And, and she was talking about that people are drawn to the Jesus in you, not you. Well, you need to take that back. That just hurt my feelings. Sorry, I can't take it back. I mean, we're not that good. They're drawn to the Jesus that's in you. When we understand how he works, we understand the beauty and the power of the Holy Spirit. That that's why when you're standing in line, you know, at Walmart, you're in a hurry, you're at Walmart or wherever you may be, the grocery store, you're in a hurry and you want to go and this, this person turns around and they start talking. You're like, well, if we wouldn't be so rushed, maybe we would understand that the, that the Lord has ordained this moment and this time for this person to, to talk, not to you. They're drawn to the Christ that's in you because they know something's different. Again, Darkness comprehended not. John, John uh, 5, 1 through 5. The darkness cannot overtake the light. So they understand something's in you. 
the, the, the devil, the demons tremble at the mention of the name of Jesus. And I can promise you that the enemy knows when the Holy Spirit is present. But a lot of church folks don't. Because <laughs> we're too concerned about having our programs and, and, and doing our thing and getting on out of here. We, we, we become so programmed, we, we programmed him out of the picture. So he said to, to, to wait. So Jesus also said it's expedient in John 16 and verse 7. It's expedient for you that I go away. I don't know about you, but I can imagine. I try to put myself in the place of the disciples. I've spent my, 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 uh, I, I dropped everything. You called me to follow you. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm all in, Jesus. I'm all in. And he, now he's telling me it's expedient that, for you that I go away. What are you talking about, Jesus? What do, you, what do you mean you got to go away? I don't, I don't want you to go away. No, you don't understand. It's expedient that I go away because right now I'm with you, but when I go as the sacrifice, the propitiation for your sin, I will come back and dwell in you. Good God Almighty. I will dwell in you so the Comforter, he will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. So you have to, you have to think, what, what, in, what, do you, what do you mean, Jesus? So now we, the church, the body right now in 2021, we have a privilege that, that, that they didn't have before the ascension, before the crucifixion of Christ. We have the privilege of the Holy Spirit dwelling in us and also coming upon us. My Lord. <laughs> Think about this, folks. This is how good God is. He, he, and again, it's, it's expedient that I go away. It's, it's the Holy Spirit who convicts men of sin, not man's condemnation. See, we, we want to preach people under conviction. Mm, that don't work. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts. Preach the Word of God, and people will say that. Well, that Word was convicting, brother. No, it's the Word of God. It wasn't me. It's the Word of God. Well, you're stepping on my toes. I miss tremendously. I'm aiming for the heart. It's the Holy Spirit. He wants to change the heart. He don't want to hurt your toes. I need to wear steel-toe shoes at church. No, you need to come and say, Lord, just change me. Just do whatever you got to do, Lord, because I am a mess. I can't do this no more. I can't deal with this. I can't deal with me no more, Lord. You're, I mean, I, this, sometimes I just talk to myself, then, or, or I'm actually talking to the Lord. It's a conversation with me, but I'm like, Lord, I can't deal with me no more. And Summer's like, hallelujah, Jesus, praise the Lord. <laughs> John 16 and verse 8 says, And when he is come, the Holy Spirit, he will reprove the world of sin and righteousness and of judgment. So here you go. There's the promise that comes. If you go on into John chapter 3 or go back, in fact, to John chapter 3, we find that Nicodemus is talking to Jesus and he asks, how can a man be born again when he is old? Speaking of regeneration or rebirth, and, and, and it's in reference to Jesus saying, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jason, why are you jumping all over the place? I'm going to a place. Hold on. I didn't take ways there. I just go, I go which way I need to go. But he went on to ask, how, how could he enter a second time into the, the, the womb of the mother and be born again? This is something I'm very familiar with. This was just, just happened. Jesus goes on and tells him in John 3 and verse 5, he says, Verily again I say unto you, except a man be born again, born of water and of the Spirit. 
I, I want to confront a, a, a false teaching real quick before we go any further, and, and I want to hit this and, 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 and let you know there's an issue that has come up in the church because people misconstrue the Scripture and they take this way out of context. And, and there are those that teach this using this Scripture, the very Scripture right here. They teach that you must be baptized in water and in the Holy Spirit to be saved because Jesus said, be born of water and of the Spirit. That's what Jesus said. And if He said it, then that's true. I, I've, I've never, I'm not trying to be too graphic, but when a baby's born, they're born in water. The water breaks. They're born of water. They're born naturally, born of water. Again, that natural birth, what surrounds the, 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 the uh, uh, what's that, placenta? Or is that in the placenta? I don't know. It's somewhere in there. Just water somewhere. I don't know. I don't have that stuff, but it's just somewhere in there. And it's, it's the, be boring, not being born natural. And then of the Spirit, and it's talking about the spiritual birth, which comes by God and He alone. So, so Jesus goes on, to, in verse 6, He goes on to say, that which is born of the flesh, see, they never take the next scripture, that, that is, which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. So the, 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 the born of water is the natural birth, born of the spirit is the regeneration, born again. I remember asking this question to my mom, mom, what do you mean, born again? I don't want to be born again. I like being big, mom. I don't even have to ride a big wheel no more, mom. I don't want to be born again. What are you talking about? Talking about the regeneration because we were dead in Ephesians 2, back to there. We were dead in sin and trespasses, so we must be born again. The, the, the spiritual rebirth, the regeneration, that the old man has passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So that which is of flesh is flesh. It's sinful. It's the nature of it. But that which is born of the Spirit is of the Spirit. You are of Christ. You are in Christ, and He is in you. Go to John 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abide in me and I in him. He's in us, we're in him, so we're born of the Spirit. So we should be functioning in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Singing in the Spirit. I'm not talking about running around and, and doing, doing crazy stuff. I, I, I have been raised my entire life in Pentecostal church. My entire life. First time I brought a friend with me to church, well, it wasn't the first time I brought a friend, but the first time this particular friend came. I'm not going to say the denomination he went to, let's just say they weren't quite as boisterous and loud as we were. And our sound man was notorious. He was a, hallelujah, preach on, brother. Woo! That was, he was that guy. And our sound booth was way up high. And like halfway through service, he's like, man, how much y'all pay this dude to say this stuff? I was like, What? He's like, this guy's wild. I was like, what do you mean? And I didn't know. And I went to church with him the next Sunday. I was like, I was scared to tie my shoe. I thought it was going to make too much noise. But it don't mean that they are less saved than I was. And we've, be, we've, we've, we've decreased the functioning and the power of the Holy Spirit to making a bunch of noise. The same power that you shout at is the same power that will change you. Come on now. 
The same power that you desire to lay hands on the sick and they shall be healed and to recover the sight of the blind and, and all of these things and the signs and wonders, those same power is the same power that will correct you when you're wrong. But we don't want that power. We, we just want the functioning part and we don't want the changing part. Now, 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 now I can take the, the hose pipe again. That's what you hook to the spigot. I, I, I don't, I, what do you, water hose. What do you call it up north? What is it? It's just a hose? That could be all kinds of things. <laughs> I know it can't be a hose or a pipe, but here, it's, to me, it's a hose pipe. But anyway, so you take the garden hose, the water hose. I could take that, I could put a nozzle on, I could squirt water all day long. I could, I could do all of this stuff. But when I hook it to a, and I never heard the term power washer, Pressure, I call it a pressure washer. So I could hook it to a hook the same hose to a power washer, and all of a sudden it's it's changed everything about the flow of the water. Now it has the power to remove the, the, the grime and the dirt and the grit and all of those things. And when we plug in to the power of the Holy Spirit and we let him flow in us and through us, things change. And it ain't just a whoo-hoo-hoo. Or whatever you want to call it. And listen, please hear me. I ain't against all that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You want to run a lap? Take off. Just make sure it's of the Holy Spirit. If you see me running a lap, it's from the Holy Spirit. Because right now, I ain't in that shape to be running no lap. I might can roll one. But anyway, born of the Spirit is to be born of in Christ. But, uh, but being born of the Spirit and being baptized with the Holy Spirit is separate. I don't want to minimize the importance of being baptized with the Holy Spirit. Please hear me, hear my heart. When you're born of the Spirit, you're justified and you're reconciled. You are deemed right, correct, in good standing with the Lord God Almighty because Christ is in you. But 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 19 says, To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So in Christ, you're justified. We, we don't, we don't, we don't, uh, we're, we're right. We are, we, are, we are clean, we are cleansed, but being born of the Spirit is, is again being reconciled, born again, justified, regeneration, now you're a new creation, that's born of the Spirit, but being baptized with the Spirit is something else. Acts 1 and verse 8 is a scripture that they use with Master Link Ministry. But you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit is come upon you. Yes, the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit is there. But when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth. Yes, there is the necessity or we should desire to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And again, it's not just so we can say, I spoke in tongues. Salvation is the greatest gift to the world, bar none. Greatest miracle ever, salvation. Change of a heart, death to life. You were, you were on your way to a devil's hell, now you're, 
on your way to heaven, or, or you, were, you were counted guilty, now you are, uh, are deemed uh, uh, righteous and, and innocent because those charges have been dropped, if you will. But, but while, while the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the greatest gift to the believer, the believer, why? Not so you say, I'm Pentecostal. It's, it edifies you. Hello, somebody. This is not the gift of tongues. This is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's a difference. This is not the gift of tongues. This is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It edifies you. And people say, well, it's chaotic. It's the God is not the author of confusion. I've heard it so many times. I don't understand what's going on. Just because you don't understand don't mean it's chaos. Don't mean it's confusing. It might be confusing a little bit to you because you have a lack of understanding. First <coughs> uh, 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 Corinthians 14 and verse 2 says, For he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto God, or not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. So we, we people will say, and, and I've dealt with it here before, I heard them down there praying at the altar, and I don't know what they were saying. And, and the Bible tells us that you should have an interpretation. No, we're, not talking about, we're talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, not the gift of tongues. What, what, what is it? It, it, it? it gives you, allows you the direct, and you have a direct communication with the Lord, but it gives you direct communication with the Lord, but it's the Holy Spirit praying through you to Him. God knows, uh, but it's a mystery to man unless the Holy Spirit reveals it. The initial physical, the initial physical evidence of being baptized with the Holy Spirit, speaking with other tongues as the Spirit Hear me clear, as the Spirit gives the utterance, can't nobody teach you how to. And sadly, there are people who have classes, I'm going to teach you, you can't teach anybody how to do that. It comes from the Holy Spirit. You, you, and people make light of it, and they make fun, it's no joking matter. God, the, 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 the physical evidence of being baptized, not baptized with the Holy, I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit dwelling, baptism of the Holy Spirit is the, is the uh, uh, physical evidence is speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance, Acts 2 and verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And I want to tell you something, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 13 and 8 that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't, I'm, I'm not a genius, but that means he don't change. If we believe, and we do, and you say you do, uh, uh, believe God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the triune God, the Trinity, you can't separate the three. So to say that that was then and this is now, it's not for today, means that you don't believe he's the same. You believe he's changed. Well, the Word says that I am the Lord thy God, and I change not. So for us to... Say it's not for today means that we have a lack of understanding of the Word of God. If you don't desire it, that's on you. But I can tell you something, it's for every, should be desired by every believer. Is there, uh, is there any value in speaking with other tongues? Of course. 
He don't do anything that's of no value. He wouldn't offer anything that's of no value. He wouldn't desire for you to be baptized with the Holy Spirit or he come upon you and it be of no value to you. It edifies you, the believer. It's a gift for you. We've made it all about it. It don't make you more saved. It don't make you more holy. It don't make you getting a better mansion or a more crowns in your or more jewels in your crown. It's for you. The, the, the tongue given by the Holy Spirit is a language known somewhere in the world, but not by the speaker. It's, a, it's proven by Scripture on the day of Pentecost. You go to Acts 2 and verse 5. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now, when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and was confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language, meaning... I, what in the world is going on? There were Parthians and, and Medes and Elamites and Mesopotamians. There were from uh, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, from Pygra, uh, Pygra Papalia, Egypt, Libya, uh, or, or Rome, Jews, proselytes, Cretes, Arabians. They were from all over the place, every nation. But they heard them speaking in their own tongue, their own language. They heard them speak in a tongue the wonderful works of God from the Galileans. How can this be? How, how, how could this happen? How, how could this be? Some were amazed, some doubted, some mocked, and, and there's no difference today. Some people still do it. I, I, we, I've been called everything. The Holy Rollers. Oh, you go to the Holy Roller Church. I've never, I, ain't never, I don't know what that come from. I have never seen anybody Holy Rolling. I don't know what that is. I have no clue. Uh, pew hoppers or, or whatever you want. I don't know. what We've been called everything. I'm just glad he calls me his. I don't care what you call me. So what's the need or, or how does it help the person? There's a purpose for everything in the word of God. Acts 2 and verse 2 says, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And anything that's from heaven, I can promise you this, I want it. I want it. The gift brings great joy. They were so full of joy that in fact many thought that they were drunk. You read in Acts chapter 2, you, you'll find that, that Peter said, they're not drunk as uh, uh, this is only the third hour of the day. And he went on to say in, in verse 16 of Acts 2, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It was prophesied some 800 years earlier. This is that. It ain't what you think it is. It's not what you suppose it is. It's not what you assume it is. This is that. This is what was prophe prophesied by Joel almost 800, some 800 years prior. So it doesn't mean that it was a one-time thing. It means that it had just begun and it continues right now today. Made of whatever this is. What is this? This was Charlie's due date. May the 23rd, 2021. It's for you today. It's for me. It's for every believer. It should be desired by every believer. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 2 says, For he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. You speak directly to him. I got a communication line with him. Directly. 
I have one without. I have one. I, I can pray directly to God, but I can pray directly to him. And, and, and if, if, if the Spirit gives the utterance, I can pray directly to him. And ain't nobody know what I'm praying about except for him. And it's for me. It's for me. It's not a stingy gospel. It's not a stingy prayer. It's not a stingy desire. It's not, it's not that at all. And let me and hear me clear. It's more than just tongues. We all, we all need spiritual edification. It builds us up, strengthens us. It helps us. It's a gift that we all need, should desire, and it's available to all if you are saved. Well, I thought you said it's not the gifts of the Spirit. It's a gift of the Spirit, but it's not the gift of the of tongue. Hear me. It's, it's separate. It's different. It's not meant to be interpreted. It's, it's not meant for that. Acts 2 and verse 11 says, We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. So to speak of the, or, or to recite the wonderful works of God, tongues are a sign to the unbeliever. 1 Corinthians 14 and 22 says, Wherefore tongues are for a sign not to them who believe, but them who, to them who believe not. How could that be? These people had no clue what they were going on, but they heard them talking about the goodness of God. The wonderful works of God. It's not that they, they understood, but rather a sign that they, that again, these are the last days. Because he said, and it shall come to pass in the last days, uh, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. It brings rest and refreshing. Where do you find that? In Isaiah chapter 28, verses 11 and 12. You find this. It says, for with standing lips in another tongue, he will Speak to this people to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. We wonder why we struggle. We wonder why the church as a whole struggles and why we flounder around and why we go from seminar to seminar and why we go to this seminar that says go from 20 to 200 in two weeks and, and why we buy into these programs and that program and why we try fad after fad and, 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 and scheme after scheme. Why do we do all of these things? Because we pushed the Holy Spirit out. And we've operated in our own power, our own knowledge, our own understanding. You know, five years ago, it was a pallet wall. That was the thing. If you didn't have a pallet wall, you weren't a cool church. <laughs> you got to have the pallet wall. And, 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 and uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe some of those, those lights going on. You got, that's, got, that's, it'll be something different. Now it's, the, now it's a, a, a flat wall, maybe with some white things and the lights that come up and hit I ain't got nothing against all that. I don't care. If we had a wall tall enough, I'm, on, I'm down for that. We just don't. But, but things change. And, and, and hear me clear. If, if, the, if you're church, you go to church and you're changing, I don't, that's, I'm not saying that you're, you're, you're fad followers. I'm just saying we go through these, these, these things. If you've been here more than, more than a year, you understand things around here change just like that. You can leave and come back the next week and the wall's a different color or, or it's got these, something on it. And it don't mean that we're following fads. It just means I get bored easily with bare walls. That's what it means. But we, we should be operating in the Spirit and desiring the Spirit and not desiring what can we do to make people come. Luke 4, and verse 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, whom Christ 
because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the, or sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, to recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them which were bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Any believer, hear me, any believer can be anointed by the Holy Spirit and is intended to be anointed. I'm not talking about anointing. We're, we're, we're ta- we're, well, I am talking about anointing, but there's a difference in being the anointing and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I, but they, they work together. There is no limitations to His anointing. Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another comforter that He may abide with you in John 14 and 16. There's no limitation to the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There, there, this the power that's still working, it's still functioning, it's the power part, and then it's still there, and you need it. His anointing doesn't only pertain to a chosen few, but it's meant for every single believer. What are you talking about? Talking about praying for the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit in your life when you do whatever it is that you're doing. Because if you're not careful, I, I, I've said to some pastors before, and, and, and I feel, it feels crazy saying this now to some younger pastors, be careful not to preach your feelings or your, your aggravations or your frustrations, but be led by the Spirit because I can tell you, you could go up there with, 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 with uh, uh, locked and loaded and ready to go, but be careful and make sure you're being led by the Holy Spirit and the anointing. Why do you ask for the anointing every Sunday? Because I don't want me in the way. You all, we all should be asking that. Lord, and why do you pray that Lord would anoint their ear to hear? Because I want you to hear what He has to say. Why do you ask for Him to anoint their heart to receive? Because I want your heart to be open for the Word of God to be planted deep down inside of you. So that you will receive all that He has. So the anointing should be asked for all of us. I'm going to tell you right now, you can be talented as Timmy, Timmy, Tommy, too, too little or whatever. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. And, and, and you can have all the gifts of the world. And I'm not going to tear this up, James, but I don't care if you can play this and make it talk. If you're not anointed, you're just making noise. But when you ask for the anointing and you seek the power of the Holy Spirit to move your fingers and, and, and don't play it like that, but play it the right way and Lord let me be pleasing to your ear, I can tell you things change. You ever been somewhere and heard amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me I once was lost but now I'm found was blind, but now I see. But then you ever been somewhere like they just you just they they know it. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I know what I'm singing. I know what I'm talking about. I know whom I, in whom I have belief. And it's not about talent. It's not about... It, he gives all of that. But it's about asking for Him to anoint you to do what He's equipped you for. 
Because if you rely on your skill set and your ability, they're a dime a dozen. I've told every person here, and you may think I'm nuts, but I've told every person here in leadership, we're all replaceable. All of us. I can't play the piano like Terrence. I'm not saying we're not looking to replace Terrence, but there's somebody else that can. I can't play the guitar like Noah. I have no idea. I don't know what, I, don't, I can't even play a chord. But somebody else can. And if we rely on our talents and our abilities, we're just up here making pretty music. I told them, and you can ask them, your, pub, your public worship will never be greater than your private worship. You're not up here for a show. They're up here to worship the Lord. They're up here to pour it all out before Him. And it's not for, for beauty. It's for, for, for Him, to please Him. Lord, anoint us. Anoint me to teach the children in children's church that I might not speak from my mouth, but let me be an open uh, a vessel that you may speak through me. Lord, anoint me to keep the nursery. What? Anoint me to, 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 to hold these kids like they've never been held before and to, to, to swaddle them or cuddle them or to love them like they've never known before. Lord, anoint me to speak to these young folks. Anoint me to preach this glorious gospel. Lord, anoint me to hear. How many of you are asking for that when you come on your way to Lord, anoint me today to hear your word. Anoint me today to receive your word, Lord. Lord, have your way in me. Let the power of the Holy Spirit operate in my life. It's not just a shout. It's change. It's change. Cultivate what needs to be cultivated in my life. Till up the hard places in my heart, Lord. Get down to the depths that I don't even know what's there and get those things out of me that I don't even realize is there so that I can be all that you desire for me to be. I thought you were talking about the Baptist. No, I am. Just hold on. We need his anointing in everything we do. The Holy Spirit helps us do our part. He won't forcibly take charge in doing for us what we can do for ourselves. Sometimes the kids probably got frustrated at me or do, may still do. Can you do this? No, you can do it. I can tell you how to do it, but you're going to do it. Sawyer needed to change his plugs because was, he was running on a, on a, on a five-cylinder and he has eight. Here we go. Dad, can you, can you change them coal packs for me today, Dad? No, you can't, son. I'll help you. Dad, can you, I, I, I'm, I'm late for work. I'll help you, son. When you're serious about changing them, I'll help you change them. And we did. We went right over there, right under the, the canopy thing, and, 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 and I started out, but I let, him, I let him do it all. Why? Because I don't want to forcibly do something that he can do himself. I'm talking about parenting. The Lord works in this way similar to because he will allow you to do it and teach you to do it. If he does it all for you, what will you ever learn? Why, if God is so good and so gracious, why does he allow us to screw up? Because that's how good and gracious he is. That's how good and gracious he is. The Holy Spirit helps develop us in the Lord to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord. He helps us. We should desire all of him. We, we, we can't do that if he does everything for us. He, you could, you could... 
you could come up with the most powerful, I don't like this terminology, but I understand why people use set of songs. Oh, this is good. They just flow. Oh, man, this is, woo I'm feeling it. This is good. And, 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 but then in the middle of it, the Holy Spirit begins to stir something inside of you, and you just go this way. But if you don't follow his leading and guiding, all it is is a pretty set of songs. And it's went nowhere. And you got people looking at you like deer in the headlights. Y'all should see sometimes what we see. <laughs> you mean he's amazing? <laughs> wow. I'm not I'm just saying. Or when you're teaching, or even when you're just coming to sit and receive. Because if you'll ask him to anoint your ear to hear and your heart to receive, something I pray every, before I read the word of God every single time, Lord, enlighten the eyes of my understanding today. Lord, I don't want to read it for me. I want to read it and hear it as you speak to me. Enlighten the eyes of my understanding today, Lord. I don't want to know it in my knowledge. I want to know it how you desire for me to know it today. The Holy Spirit helps us. We have, a, we have to understand without His help, we can't get anything done. Sure, it may be successful for this amount of time, but it will crash and burn. That, that, that's, why I, that's why you've heard me say in, in, in recent times, is, is, and, and you'll hear this, and some people may disagree, but uh, I don't care. When you're being led by the Spirit, and you're operating in the Holy Spirit, there is no such thing as spiritual burnout. You can't exhaust Him. There's physical burnout. We get burnout. We get exhausted. We get tired because when we're doing it in ourselves. This is why it's important that the church, and I don't care what name's on your church, the church be led by the Holy Spirit. And, and let, me, let me just stop right here. Just because the lights are a little bit dimmer than ours don't mean they're going to hell. Please, let's stop this craziness. We're not, we're not turning ours off, but I'm just saying. The Holy Spirit has... We need to be led by Him. So our, our part is required, but our part alone will accomplish nothing. Our part is to make ourselves... This, a willing and available vessel. That's, our, that's, that's what we need to be doing. I want to make myself available to you, Lord. Lord, here I am. Use me. Do whatever. You, I, I, I'm ready, Lord. I want to be available. I, I want you to have your way. The Holy Spirit won't preach for me, but he'll help me. He helps me every Sunday. Because, you know, I, 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 I got some trails. I go all over the place sometimes. And he just whoop, reels it back in. He helps me preach. He won't sing for us but or for Hope and, and Noah and whomever else, Tammy and, and everybody else who sings, Dennis and so on. He won't sing for them, but he'll sure help them. He, he, won't, he won't play the, the bass or he won't, he won't work the um, whatever that thing, the computer. That's what that thing is. He won't do that. He'll help them. If you listen... To follow an ADD preacher is a hard thing to do. They do wonderful. 
They do a tremendous... He helps them. We make ourselves available. And we ask for Him to anoint us. Anoint me, Lord, to, to work the sound, to mix. People don't even think that that's not important. It's just down back there in the sound booth. It is important. People, all, listen, people around the world are hearing what's coming out of this church. And it's, and it's not on Israel's shoulders. He's made himself available, but it's for the Holy Spirit to use him to mix that. He and Ron. Oh, no way there. But it's allowing the Holy Spirit to help us. Help me hear, Lord, what I can't hear. Help me hear with your ear, Lord. Help me every sound. You could take a hundred sound people and you'd have a hundred different mixes because everybody hears different. Lord, let me hear what you want to hear. Won't heard. Lord, let me, let me sing what you want sung. Lord, let me preach what you want preached. Lord, let me listen how you would desire for me to listen. Let me receive what you want me to receive, Lord. He helps us pray. He helps us make decisions. And that comes from the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Jesus in himself. Jesus in himself as Jesus Christ. He didn't need the anointing. But as man, he most certainly did. The Spirit of the Lord, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Why? Because he was fully man. He was here preaching. If Jesus needed it, what in the world makes us think we don't? <laughs> we're, we're talking about the Son of God. The, the part of the Trinity. Jesus needed the anointing to preach the gospel. To preach deliverance. To open the blind eyes. To set those that are captive. Uh, to set them free. To, he needed that anointing. But we think we don't. We think we can rely on our knowledge and our understanding. And there we get in a big mess of trouble. Under the, the, the new covenant, it's, it's meant for every believer on earth to have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Listen, there, I want to be very clear right here. There is a measure of anointing without the experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hear me. Just because you've never uh, been Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit does not mean that you cannot be effective. As I know some people preach totally opposite. But the anointing of the Holy Spirit is there. Hear me. I, I like to put it this way. You can go sit poolside. You can go over to our house. You can go over to our house and you can sit on the deck. You're going to get wet. If the kids are out, you're going to get wet. It's just going to happen. Cannonball off the roof, belly buster off the, off the grill. I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to do something. You're going to get wet. But if you jump in, you can experience the full, the full experience of the pool. I, 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 please, I'm not degrading or demeaning the power of the Holy Spirit to a pool. But I'm saying if you want to get in, you, you're more than welcome to get in, not not. Not at our pool, not, not at least right now. Wait a little bit till summer feels better. But you could get in. Or you can set poolside and the dropper here or there will do. No, I want to get in. Lord, I want to experience all that you have. I want all that you have for me. I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not a, I'm not, I've never been a, um, 
Now, the older I get, the more cautious I get, or maybe it's a thought process. Actually, I'm developing that at 44, almost 44. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of developing the thought process. Before, it was just I reacted. I just did something and reacted. And my reaction was never too good sometimes. But I, I, when we went to the midnight hole, you know, I, I didn't. Well, I'm all, I am not standing here waiting until my legs get numb. I'm just, I'm going. If I drown, it's going to be good. I'm going to heaven either way. I'm going, I'm all in. When I went down the waterfall, I was like, dear Lord Jesus, if I make it out, praise you, Lord. If I don't, I'm going to praise you in heaven. <laughs> But I, I want to experience all that he has. But for so long and so many church folks, we like to sit poolside versus getting in the pool. And I, I hope that that's not demeaning. I don't mean it to be at all. But I'm telling you that he desires to pour everything he has, everything, in you, on you, and through you. But do you make yourself available to it? Do, do, or, or have we, the Pentecostal church, we've, we've, we've demeaned the Holy Spirit and the experience of Pentecost to one thing, and it's so much more. It's so much more. So tonight, I, I don't know where you find yourself, the singers and musicians, if you can come. I don't know where you find yourself and in, 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 in what you may be seeking. But I do believe that, that, that there are many folks that have had, no doubt, had life-changing uh, encounters with the Lord. No, no doubt about it. That the Lord has done things in their life that is absolutely astounding. But I also know that there's more. I also know that he desires to continue to do that because he don't change. I know that he desires to, to not only uh, 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 continue to pour out, but to also pour through you. He desires to do that, but you have to make yourself available for him to do it. I want you to stand tonight and I want you to understand us to understand the importance of the operating of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And as I said this morning, before you operate in power, you have to walk in humility. I spent the whole entire morning service on humbleness, meekness. And that's a part of it. But he desires to pour through you. The baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, it, it, again, it doesn't make you holier or, or more saved or put you on a pedestal. The Holy Spirit is power, rest, joy, peace, comfort, convictor, your helper. And it's my desire that all should desire more of Him and, and to desire the, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit for your own life. Why? To edify you. He desires to do more in your life. 
and people will say, well, how, 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 how could I, how could I, uh, I mean, this is great. How could I be a recipient of something so wonderful? It's by faith, same way you, you see Christ is your Lord and Savior, and he still is. And it's by simple faith and saying, Lord, here I am. I'll make myself available to you. I submit myself, surrender myself to you. I yield myself to you, and I'm asking that you pour all that you have on me. Some people, because of what they have seen, what they have, have witnessed, and, and, some, and, and some people rightfully so, they're terrified. They're going to act a fool. The Lord would never do anything to embarrass anybody. Ever. There's no worry, there's no reason to fear what he has because what he has is wonderful. But the power, he's not given us that spirit of, of, of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And, 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 and you know the symbol for the Holy Spirit is a dove and, and that speaks of the gentleness and he will not force anything on anybody. So we must yield ourselves to him. And when you earnestly seek and you desire the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and, and, they're, they're, and it's, it's, it's true, and you make, but you'll sense the, Him speaking, and you don't even really realize what's going on, but you submit yourself, you yield yourself, and even your tongue to Him, and He begins to speak through you. But you yield yourself to Him. Well, Jason, if, if this happens in my life, what's going to happen to me? Again, it's not going to make you more saved. But if it's available, why would you not want it? What makes us think that we don't need Him in His fullness in our lives? Or, or maybe it's been a while. Maybe, maybe you just desire a fresh outpouring of Him in your life. Tonight's the night, and I, I, I'm not here for a bunch of noise. I'm, I desire a sweet move of the Holy Spirit in this place. I know there's a lot of folks that ain't here, and that's fine. Who's here needs to be here. And I promise you, He desires to pour out in your life tonight. But the question is, will you make yourself available? Will you yield yourself to Him? Will you come and ask Him, Lord, I need more of you? If that's your desire tonight to, to, for Him to pour into you, through you, I just want you to come and make yourself available. And it's nothing to fear, nothing to worry about. It's nothing crazy. You're not, you're not going to run through the walls or none of that. I'm just making myself available to you. Lord, do with me what you want. Have your way in my life tonight. If that's you, come as they sing be more in this oh of God come breathe with there must be more in this spirit of God we wait on
Because I can tell you this, I have never received enough of Him. Never. I'm just asking real questions tonight. What constitutes enough? I can't have enough of I don't ever want to walk out of this place regretting not responding. I don't want to I don't want to limit him by not making myself available. Now Lord, if you choose to open the windows of heaven and pour it all out, do it now. But even if I make myself available and and you may not, he will, but you may not, then Lord, I still made myself available to you. I ask this question in earnest and I ask it with a a humble heart. What makes us to the place or what constitutes I've had enough of him? Because Jesus said that I come to give you life and give it more abundantly. And abundance means that it's more than enough. Meaning I'm overflowing. I'm going to pour out. He said in the last days I shall pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Not, Not a drip, but pour out. Gosh, saturate you. But I can promise you if you do not get under the fountain, 
you don't get the saturation. So I want them to sing this again. And, I, and if, you, if it sounds like I'm begging, I am. Because I desire for you to have all of Him in your life. He wants to move on you tonight. Brother, you don't understand. It's 7.30 and i got to go to work in the morning. Still, when have we had enough of Him? Maybe, maybe, maybe this is the problem in the world today because the church is content with showing up and going home. And if it sounds like, brother, you, I'm not meddling. I'm just, I'm coming from a pure, raw heart. The desire for the church should be for all of Him. Have your way, Lord, in my life. Have your way. Have your way in my marriage. Have your way at my job. Have your way in my finances. Have your way in this ministry. Lord, let me decrease and you increase. Lord, do it again. We're singing a song about consuming fire. I made a post the other week and, and, and talking about a misfire. That misfire in the believer's life is not the Holy Spirit, is the Holy Spirit not operating as he desires to because we've shut him out. But when we desire him to, it functions as it should, and he consumes all, all of Christ that's in us. Because Christ is the perfect sacrifice. The burnt offering was the only offering that was consumed in totality. And He consumes all of Him that's in you when you make yourself available. Lord, have your way in me. Have your way in me. Do as you will. Have your way. Holy Spirit, come. Strengthen me for this week. For tonight, whatever it is. I want you to just make yourself available as they sing. It's there, here, whatever. Please don't leave this place regretting. Don't leave this place shutting them out. Experience all he has. Go ahead and see.
have your way, Lord. satisfied just being this. This was created for a purpose and it wasn't just to sit on a shelf. But unless it's set on fire, it, it's never used for the purpose it was created. The Holy Spirit is what lights the wick in the believer. That our light may shine before men. It's not us. It's He burning in us. I, I don't know about you, but I'm about, I'm about sick of seeing just this there's a purpose for you and I can promise you if you desire him to set you not, but to burn in you that consuming fire he will while, while everything else may be going nuts and crazy you can have the peace that passes understanding and you, you can stand in the middle of the pea patch and you as Shamadir, I'm not leaving here anymore. You can find the strength to keep going. You can find the courage to speak up for the goodness of God. And you can find that I'm a debtor to the Greek, the barbarian, both the wise and the unwise, as Paul did. That's why he was ready. He was unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and ready to preach to those that were Rome also. He understood that was within him because he had been set ablaze. And that's what he desires to do in our lives. We need, we need, it's absolutely vital that the power of the Holy Spirit be operative in our lives. Because when He is, it, it won't look like anything else. It won't look like everything else. It won't be like everything else. Because only the Holy Spirit can take a little metal building, a little old place off a of Pine Ridge Drive, and use it for His glory. Only the Holy Spirit can take a little mill kid from Ranlo, North Carolina, and use him to preach His glorious gospel. Only the Holy Spirit can take a, a young man who thought he had the world by the horns and break his heart and use his talents and abilities to play guitar and lead worship. Thought he'd come for cornhole and found a wife. <laughs> talking about you, James. <laughs> Only the Holy Spirit does that. And it's not over. It's not finished. It's not through. So as this week goes on, I, I ask that you would ask him to anoint you, to receive from him, to, to set you ablaze, to set you on fire. 
Only the Holy Spirit can take a young lady that some people may have given up on and change her life and set her on fire for the Lord. Only He does that. Let's continue to make ourselves available to Him. Tomorrow, more of your Monday, bring your kids. If you're not here and you're watching or will watch and you have kids, bring them out. Let them experience what's going on. But we love you guys. Continue to remember those that, that uh, need healing. Uh, remember your prayer. Remember Summer for strength. These headaches will go away. And that uh, she will just uh, bounce back. And, and uh, I know that that takes time. but uh, Or he could do it right now. But pray for her and uh, for strength. But we love you guys. We will see you uh, either tomorrow or Wednesday. But be blessed. We'll see you soon.